We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested, sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down? Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I'm here alone today. JC and Colton are off uh, hitting a couple golf balls, I think. And in uh, assisting me today is Steve. You saw Steve yesterday, our camera guy. And if you see me looking, it's because he's over there doing camera things and it's making me all feel weird. You know, it's a, uh, is a new thing for me to be behind the camera. And um, you know, even though we've been doing this podcast for set seven years, it's still makes me feel a little bit awkward, but we're just really, really glad to have you with us here today. Here today we have, uh, as I promised yesterday, we have a guest a, uh, that is going to join us today. Uh, I want to introduce you to uh, Mr. John Schneider. Let me go ahead and pull up his um, website here so you guys can see his website. This is uh, johnschneiderstudios.com. The musician, the actor, the filmmaker, and I love that, the merch. This is one of the greatest honors that I'm having is to have Mr. Schneider join us here on the show today. So without further ado, let, it, let us bring him into the show. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal uh, Mr. John Schneider. Well, hello, Chris Ann Hall. I'm delighted to be on your Daily Journal. I love your intro. Uh, Thank you. It's terrific. Terrific. Thank it's you. It's so nice well, to have somebody out there telling, uh, telling it like it is. Oh, well, you know, we're encouraged to see people in the, in, and I would say industries, you know, like multiple industries that you're in who are uh, patriots who are dedicated to these principles of liberty, good Christian uh, principles, because you know the, the media and the politicians just completely bombard us with all of this disinformation and propaganda. Now, before yeah. we go any further, because I'm sure you don't need any introduction, but just to cover all the bases, uh, John Schneider is a storyteller throughout the ages. From 1979 to today, we're talking television, we're talking movies, we're talking country western music. I mean, this is like the, the trifecta of, <laughs> of, of where people find 
some of the greatest influence in their life. And I'll just, I'll just tell you, uh, Steve, my, my cameraman, who is much more than my cameraman, he's actually the brains and the brilliance behind the non-compliant documentary. Wow. So everything that you see in that is, is Steve. But Steve was so excited when he saw, he's like, I saw him on a Smallville. He was my favorite character on Smallville. So we're glad well, to have you. Steve. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Great, great let, to be here. Let me here. ask you a question. Sure. Because what we see all throughout, I mean, what we're really, our senses, our sensory overload bombarded with this, this overwhelming media push, which is uh, anti-faith, which is anti-constitutional uh, republic, anti-liberty. What's it like? First off, because I want, we're going to get into what you see as all this misinformation. I want to know what it's like to be in that industry because it would be it would be difficult, I think. So what what what's it like and what makes you stay and not just say, screw it, we're done with these people? Well, I am done with those people. Uh <laughs> because we make our own movies. Um oh, fantastic. We do our own our own music. We have our own it's John Schneider Studios, is that website you saw. Mm -hmm. We have our own uh, our own studio. We make our our tell our stories the way we want to tell them with whom we want to tell them. Right. So we aren't we aren't beholden to anybody. Um, I think one of the one of the issues is what what's the old uh, great old song? I sold my soul to the company store. Oh yeah. If you uh, if you've sold your soul to the company store, then the adage of you don't want to pollute the well where you drink probably comes into effect, which turns in ultimately that's a road to hypocrisy. You can't be an honest, I don't believe you can be an honest storyteller if you are compromised in the way you tell your stories, right? That is absolutely true. You know, that's why we have the motto. I mean, you, everybody who watches this show, you see it on the intro. Our motto is liberty over security, principle over party, and truth that. over personality. I love that. So what we do is is in in the political world and in, in in the news world is what you do in in your house, right? We take the news, everything that you see in the headlines, and we bring it back to the people from a constitutional and principled perspective. Right. And so we get we get kicked by both sides of the aisle. You know, one show in one minute of the show the Republicans hate us, and another minute of the show the Democrats hate us because we are holding everybody accountable to a single standard, which is right. the constitution. Well, I guarantee you're being, if you're, if you're being kicked from both sides and you're being kicked from compromised people on both sides, yeah. uh, you're being kicked by uh, people who are scared. Um, right. Gosh, I can't remember. A lot of my, a lot of my uh, philosophies are based on old television shows and things I remember. Uh, <laughs> someone said they were deathly afraid of losing their cinchy job. And if you if you apply that to what's going on, especially especially the Hollywood crowd, which really is kind of eating its own with uh, with Weinstein and, and sadly right. they spit Cosby out. Uh, yeah. Sadly they spit him out of incarceration. I mean, I mean he he I believe deserves to be there, uh, and now he's not. But what happens in 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 any industry where it's possible to work less for more money. You will attract those who who want to do the least they can for the most they can get out of it. And I understand. It sounds that. like politics. It sounds like it sounds like politics. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because politicians are supposed to be ultimately being a politician is how you get the job of being a public servant. Right. So people people seem to forget, or some people forget, that they if the higher they achieve in politics, really the 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 lower stature they should have because they are becoming more and more and more of a public servant. Right. Uh, and I, I think somewhere in the uh, somewhere we lost that. Um. I don't know if we lost it with the celebrity of JFK or if we lost it at Watergate or if we lost it with Clinton. 
but we certainly we certainly lost it. And then I believe we found it. We had it for four years. Uh, we had someone who actually there was nothing in being in the highest public servant office of this great country of ours. There was nothing in that for Donald Trump except fixing things that he thought were wrong. Right. That is, and, probably, that is probably very a true assessment about that. As many people as I've met who've worked with Donald Trump, who knew Donald Trump, you can like Donald Trump, you can hate Donald Trump, but you can see that uh, there was a real honest uh, desire in the, in the efforts and the actions of Donald Trump to do what's right. He wasn't always constitutional one. by our standard, but he definitely had that kind of motivation. Yeah, every every single uh, policy that he put in place, as far as I could see, uh, made life or there's a there's a fine line here made <clears throat> opportunity greater for those who seek to reach for it. Right. And that's an important designation. The United States is supposed to be the land of opportunity. Right. And it is the land of equal opportunity. I don't this, which is why I'm so aggravated about what's going on right now. Uh, I did a YouTube post about a year and a half ago uh, saying who benefits, who benefits from our division, from black, white, brown, red, yellow, green, blue, who benefits from that division? If it's not you, blue girl, or me, white guy, or you, red man, and if if we don't benefit from our division, then we need to examine it. We need to examine what's causing our division and make sure that people aren't out there preaching uh, uh, division under the guise of unity. That's what I see people doing right now. Um, when you go, it's so funny, my wife and I laugh at, uh, again, old television. You watch Perry Mason, you watch the Dukes of Hazard. you watch, uh, you watch early, early television. And invariably, in a, you, we just watch the, um, uh, the Ed Sullivan Show. My God, we live in a world where you can watch the Ed Sullivan Show. I know. <laughs> and, and on the bill were white people and black people and musicians of, of all colors, all nationalities. And in the audience were people of all colors and all nationalities. And I think that show was from maybe 1964, 1965, a time where they will, they're telling us right now, there was no black white unity. This was the worst time ever, but it's not, all you have to do is watch reruns for crying out loud to see that that's not true. Right. But they keep saying it over and over and over again. If, if there were, if it was true that the United States is a horrifically terrible, awful country based on white people's hatred of black people, and that there is no time, there has never been a time, so we must create, that we must seize this opportunity. Right. This is what young black folks are being taught right now. It's always been terrible. It was founded on terrible things. Nobody cares about you and they're not going to you. It's not going to until you seize this opportunity. Well, if that were true, right. then Nat King Cole wouldn't exist. Cicely Tyson right. wouldn't exist. Flip Wilson, one of the funniest people of all time, would not <laughs> exist. Yes. Richard Pryor and right. Gene Wilder's relationship could not exist. Cleavon Little couldn't could not exist. Oprah uh, Winfrey would be an impossibility. Oprah Winfrey would not exist. Tyler Perry would not exist if that were true. Mm -hmm. These people are classic. They are they are they are go-getters and they are names that we all know, not because someone gave them something they didn't deserve. I've never seen a harder working person than Tyler Perry. This is someone, and this is someone who grew up, we all, we've all grown up with our issues. 
-hmm. but he decided to seize the land of opportunity with both hands and both feet every waking moment of his life. And look what he's done. It's amazing. Well, I can when tell you, you as someone... Give, when you... When, if we start to really buy into this uh, America white, America bad BS, what you are perhaps inadvertently, maybe you're doing, maybe they're doing it intentionally, I don't think so, but they are diminishing, <laughs> they are diminishing the success and diminishing the, the, the struggle and excellence of people like Tyler and Oprah and and, 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 and all the way down. So it's, it's, a, it's a very dangerous thing that they're trying, a very dangerous pill they're trying to make everyone swallow. And in my mind, from my perspective, and I get out a lot, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't hide, I didn't sequester myself away. No, I didn't do that. Um, they are they they are going to be damaging and are in fact i think right now damaging the very uh demographic that they profess to try to be helping you know you said who gains from it and i think yeah, who benefits the, yeah who benefits from that i think that the question uh the answer to that question in my my humble opinion says that hey we know uh that this is not unintentional. This is intentional. So when we are teaching around the country about the Constitution and the history of America, I can identify to you hundreds of women and hundreds of minorities who were absolutely essential to the formation of America uh, mm -hmm. prior to 1830. And the fact that these people have been intentionally withdrawn from our history books, intentionally ignored and, and eliminated from our cultural memories is proof to me, first off, that this is intentional. And what they're doing to people like Tyler Perry, as you mentioned, they do to those in history, deny them the true honor that they're due to yes. benefit those that are benefiting, which are the power people, right? Because socialism is not about consolidation of wealth. Uh, it, it's about moving all wealth into uh, a redistribution of wealth. Socialism about consolidating wealth in the rich and making everybody poor. And so that's what we see, you know. Let me ask you this question. Being, having this broad spectrum of experience in what is probably arguably America's uh, primary source of, of not only just entertainment, but information. You know, how many people think what they see on TV is actually real? When right, I was a prosecutor, right. I had to spend too much time trying to tell the jury, NCIS is not real, that technology doesn't exist, but people believe that. When do you see through that broad spectrum of your experience that influence becoming more and more mm, like propaganda? When historically or, or what platform? Uh Historically, oh, well, that's always, pretty interesting. I would have not made that distinction, but uh, why don't you address them both in in the most logical way you find it? Um, well, there's been when you when you go back and you look at uh, the movie The Green Berets, uh, John mm -hmm. Wayne felt it necessary to make a film that kind of counter counterbalance the negative propaganda about about uh, Vietnam, it dehumanized right. those who were fighting it. Um, we'll never know what it was about. We'll never know why we were there. We'll never know why we, we'll never know. Right. Um, we'll never know a lot of things. However, when, in my opinion, when your propaganda starts to diminish the importance of another human being, right. let alone another entire uh, demographic, you know, I don't like to use the word race. I heard something uh, decades ago. I'm not sure if it's true, but I, I still believe it's true that in a uh, in a DNA test, they can tell the difference between you and I because we're male and female, but they can't tell the difference between black, white, yellow, or brown. 
Right. I heard there is no there is no DNA sequence that says this is a white man. This is a black man. So if that's true, then there is no such thing as race. Right. Um, That's absolutely right. So I talk about uh, nationalities. I talk about where people are from. Uh, I hate I hate to play into the into the race thing because I think that's that's also propaganda. Um, Right. If you if you just do the simple math after the Civil War, much of the young male South was dead. Right. So where did this where did the post Civil War South come from? They didn't mm-hmm. ship white people in from Boston to make babies with 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 the uh, widows in the South. So you know we're taught so many so many things to be true and so much what is it the uh the sin of omission right so many things we are not uh, that people refuse to even explore especially now uh, i i like to think i'm someone that if you gave me a piece of information that that went against something i believed that i would look into it and i would go huh okay i guess uh, i guess i have to adjust my thinking uh, I do change my mind, uh, usually right. with education. Rational people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rational people do. And here's something else we have to, we, no matter what they're teaching today, we are supposed to be a, a, a government by the people and for the people, not a people yeah. by the government and for the government. So somewhere that has, that has switched. And right. that scares me. Um, not because I, you're never going to believe it. I'm never going to believe it. People who watch this show are never going to believe it. But there's a whole group of, of young people coming up right now who are being indoct- indoctrinated into believing that they are for the government, not the other way around. And right. that's a scary notion. That's a very yes. scary notion. Uh, as soon as someone says, well, that's just politics or, well, that's just the government or, well, that's just how the how the game is played, you've taken a major step into losing the game and uh, we can't afford to do it. Right. I, I mean, I realize everyone, everyone grows up in a time where they think that they are, they are now living in the most unusual time of all time. I think it's safe to say we are. When the word patriot is perhaps a bad word to some people. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> when the flag of the United States of America is a divisive symbol to some people in the United. I mean, I understand it's a, people in across the globe don't care for it, but people here, people here whose parents or grandparents or great grandparents or all of those folks died to keep that flag waving, are now buying into the propaganda, and that's what it is. This is propaganda. Uh, and dare I say, I believe it's globalist propaganda, because in order in order for there to be one people all throughout the globe, we've got to get rid right. of the single bastion of freedom, which this country is. We are the only country where you are free to pursue with both hands and both feet each and every opportunity that is laid there before you. Don't confuse that with you have, you are entitled to anything. The only thing we are entitled to, which is the greatest thing in the world, this has to be from God. The only thing we are entitled to as citizens of the United States of America is to try. Right. That one little three letter word, try. John Let me Schneider ask you, thinks that's the most important word in any language. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you have created your own media platform, right? So yeah. uh, tell us tell us first, what, why did you do that? What drove you to do that? And then explain to us what it is exactly all that you do within this platform. So I'm really interested because here's the thing. I... I am a teacher of liberty and Wonderful. you and I are on, on the same 
mindset that this really is a matter of choice, right? I was a prosecutor for the state of Florida. Uh, it's the only job I ever wanted to have. And I started teaching the Constitution on the weekends and teaching people how government's supposed to work. And my boss fired me because I wouldn't stop teaching the Constitution. And I told him, I said, you didn't give me the right to freedom of speech. I'm not trading it for your paycheck. And so I believe, as you believe, this is a matter of choice. So I want our listeners to, to understand how you were able to say, you know what? And all the glamour and all the glitz and all the influence, what is it that gave me that courage? What is it that made me make that choice and say, you know what? I'm going to do this based on my moral compass, and I'm not going to compromise that. Well, um, initially, or, or at the core of my, what some people call attitude, uh, which I would say is, is uh, liberty, uh, I'm from New York State. People from New York State are just a little different. <laughs> And, uh, and it depends on where you are from in New York, because we teach in New York, too. So upstate is not New York City. So no, I'm, well, I'm not from New York City. I'm from I'm from the, the hoity toityest part of New York. Apparently, I'm from Westchester County. Oh, and uh, but my dad did automobile upholstery. My, my dad worked for himself, uh, his own business every day. My, my parents were divorced when I was only two, but uh, so my dad was very happily married. My, my uh, stepmom, Sheila, I love her to death, 90 years old, just turned 90, still kicking. Wow. Used to, uh, she was an executive at Reader's Digest. Um, oh, fun. <laughs> but my mom uh, worked for IBM and was replaced mm -hmm. by a computer one day mm. and hated every minute of her job. Oh. So I, I saw both. I saw my, my father who was totally independent. And uh, he's the one that said to me that if, uh, if everybody likes you, you're lying to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good uh, motto. <laughs> right. And uh, when I would see, he's gone too, but he'd say, John, have you offended anyone today? And I'd say, yes. He'd say, good for you. Yeah. You know, you're not like offending you. someone. You're not, you're, you're full of crap. Right. So, so I learned these things early on. Um, also I was uh, a kid who would put on plays with other kids. I've always been an independent, uh, thinker. Um, so my intention at eight years old and 10 years old was to be a filmmaker like John Ford and Robert Redford and John Wayne and Clint Eastwood kind of all rolled into one. Um, so I was making independent films with a Super 8 camera when I was 12 years old. Nice. Uh, then Dukes of Hazard happened at 18, and, and all of a sudden I became a uh, what I what I I call a highly paid member of the proletariat. <laughs> and it never really sat well with me, not to not be the guy in charge, mm -hmm. but to not be telling my stories. Right. You know, I believe God gave everyone a gift. I believe, and, and it's not a gift for you, and it's not a gift for me. God designed everyone to do something very special and very specific because yes. he's up to something. Right. <laughs> that we're a part of. Absolutely. And, and folks who are listening, I'm going to say that again. It's worth mull this over. God is up to something that you are part of. Yeah. You are not up to something that God is part of. Okay. Amen. So, <laughs> so if that's true, and I believe that's true, and I believe that was true when the United States was birthed. Right. Did it have its issues? Absolutely. But doesn't everybody? Mm -hmm. So we are, we are going to get through this bump. But I, I'm sorry, back to your back to your initial question. I have always been in my soul, fiercely, protectively independent. So uh, we have a picture of me somewhere with a big pair of, of upholstery shears like my dad would have used, cutting off my nose to spite my face. Yeah. 
one of my one of my things I've I've said for decades is when I when I see an injustice, something that I perceive as an injustice, and I do reserve the right to be wrong, because if I didn't know that I can sometimes be wrong, I would truly be an idiot. Yep. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I say I can't not. When I see something I think is wrong, it's not even a choice for me. I right. can't not react to it. And so I have, I, because of that, I have never really grown complacent in anything. You're um, that, uh, you're that sheepdog, right? See that my husband would, my husband's usually on the show with us, but he's my co-host. He's not here today. He would say that you and I are cut of the same cloth. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, he calls me the dragon slayer. So you, you, you're the sheepdog. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, slaying dragons is, is what we're about. Right. Uh, if you're a patriot, if you're a, uh, if you're a citizen of this great country, and the great thing about living in the United States of America is we are free to slay dragons. Yes. We don't need permission to slay a dragon. They're trying Absolutely. to move us into that where we will act like good little citizens of their country. Right. But that ain't it, folks. That's not what this country was founded on. That's not what my great-grandfather fought in World War I for, or my dad in Korea, uh, or the friends friends I, I know, my, my uh, father-in-law who fought in Vietnam. Right. And, and you know what, what breaks my heart today? is that if we got into a war tomorrow or this afternoon, how can you, how can a, a, an administration, and I use the term very loosely, administration that is perpetuating the myth that America is bad, the United right. States of America is bad, require that you give your life today right to save it that is so true what a profound thought that is i'm i'm glad you said that out loud because people need to hear that that is a really really important connection that has to be made because if the people who are supposed to be representing us in government who are leading our face in foreign countries do nothing but drag us down how do they even stand before foreign leaders and tell them, you know, how to, that's crazy. Well, when you're standing before foreign leaders, the, 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 impl the it's implied that now you've got higher up people. What about right. Luke? What about Sally Ann? What right. about folks in fatigues in the dirt right. in Baghdad? Right. Right now, what I mean, what or wherever they would be right now, wherever in China, wherever, wherever in the world they would be. What do you tell them when someone says you go there and you take that hill? The question is, why? Right. Well, because, you know, we're going to put our flag up there. Well, wait a minute. You just told me that it's OK to take a knee. Yeah. You told me you hate that flag. <laughs> you told me you hate that flag. And you want me to. I'm sorry, sir. You want me to go up there and get shot? To put up a flag that you don't believe in? Mm -hmm. My God. I mean, talk about if there are people that will still do that, God bless them. Because those, yeah. those, of, those of all the people in the world, those are the most strong. Those are the, truly the most patriotic. People who, you know, people who take up the flag today under a, an administration and under an executive body that does not appreciate what it stands for, those people need to be applauded. Like our police officers, our police yeah. officers need to be applauded. These folks that are talking about defunding the police have no idea what it's like, nor do I have any idea what it's like to get off your motorcycle, get out of your black and white or blue and white or brown and white or whatever it is and walk toward a vehicle, not knowing if the person in there is going to take a shot at you or not. Yeah. Well, and, we have uh, to do is I'm, judge people you know, we have to judge people by their fruits, by their actions, and the and then hold people accountable. My husband and I are both veterans, and we can tell you in our service, there were people in the military 
who who hated America, who who were bad leaders and bad people. But you have people in the military, you have people in law enforcement who are there not because of who's in the White House, but because they believe in what America stands for. And that's yes. what, you know, that's what's important for parents. And, you know, I think that's what you're doing in your, you know, when you break free from the hold of the propaganda machine that's in Hollywood and Atlanta now and everywhere else, you've got your own independent industry. You don't yep. have to take orders from anybody and you can have the platform <laughs> to teach people what they need, what they should know, the truth that they should know. Well, yes, the truth as I see it. Mm -hmm. Right. And we right. don't make, uh, you know, in my world where that shows up is um, I don't have to value some outside opinion that doesn't do what I do or which is pr of primary importance. You know, one of the issues with Hollywood is there are, or in any industry really is, but I think it's most prevalent in Hollywood is that there are people who have never made a movie, never acted for a moment, never moved a camera, never done any of it, who are in charge of it. Mm -hmm. It would be like me being in charge of the accounting department somewhere. That's not going to work. <laughs> I have never balanced a checkbook. I haven't written a check in 30 years. Right. I don't know how. I don't want to know how. But I can do this. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I can do what I do. But so... So I don't have to value someone and, and enforce and insert someone's opinion who is not part of the initial, uh, the inspiration, right? right? Um, I, I believe that in order for you to tell your story, it has to be your story. Mm -hmm. so you have to be free to tell it your way. Um, so we started, uh, it's called Cineflix DOD. Uh, DOD stands for digital on demand. Hollywood still calls it VOD for video on demand to show you how out of touch they are. <laughs> um, so we have, we have a streaming platform where our movies show, we are opening it up to other independent filmmakers just so that they can get a, a real accounting mm -hmm. of, of how their movies are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, one time in this in this independent film world, I sold. Uh, I thought it was a great day. I made a movie. I so I, I raised money. I made a movie. I got distribution for it. That was seven years ago, and I haven't seen a dime. Mm. And I know the movie has gone global. I know the movie has done very well. But according mm -hmm. to their creative accounting, I haven't made a dime, which means I haven't been able to pay back people who believed in me, any of the money that they put in the project. And that's shame on me. I'll never do that again. Right. So my wife and I, we were just dating at the time. My wife and I started a, uh, we did an eight week long traveling film festival called Cineflix. And we brought all kinds of movies. I think we had 30 independent films that we showed. And then we put them up on our streaming platform. Well, God, God has a funny way, because uh, the the uh, that whole empire didn't work. It was an experiment, and it did not work. Eight weeks in eight different cities with twenty-five movies is a bad idea. It's just <laughs> not possible to do it. But at the end of the day, we wound up with this streaming platform that right. kind of laid dormant through twenty seventeen and. And uh, a little bit of 2018 when she and I said, hey, why are we trying to get distribution for anything? We have our platform. Wow. So we uploaded all of our movies to Cineflix. In one of them, I play a prosecutor. Uh, it's yeah. called Inadmissible. And uh, I, think, I think you'll like it. Great. Um, it's my, well, my perspective Pause for just a second. But, Tell people so how they that. find it. Say it again. Tell people how they find your, you go your to, streaming uh, platform. Well, the easiest thing for me to do is get download my app. I have an app. It's called John Schneider. If you are uh, apophobic, then just go to cineflixdod.com. Okay. That's C-I-N-E-F-L-I-X-D-O-D.com. Okay. 
And all of our movies are there. Uh, if you are an independent filmmaker, as I said, we are opening this up uh, for, yay, yeah, for other. And I tell you what it is, it's so simple. It's uh, anytime someone buys a movie, they either uh, rent a movie for 48 hours or they buy it to download it. My phone dings. Mm -hmm. I get a, I get, and if you have a movie on Cineflix, it's like a Shopify store. When someone buys a DVD, I get an alert. Mm -hmm. So there's no IndyCan, which is the company that, that basically has said they've lost money on a movie I did called Smothered. Mm -hmm. There's no waiting for quarterly or biannual or annual reports. I get a report. If when we're done, if I want, if I just want to check what what we did in Cineflix in the last day or the last month, all I have to do is look. Same thing with you. If you have a movie on Cineflix, just check. It's very simple, and everything should be that simple. Right. Um, Absolutely. When we work hard because we're free to try to take advantage of an opportunity. I get offended when people get in between me, not me and opportunity, but me and the income stream after opportunity. And there are people that are so good at that. Yeah. That insert themselves into areas where they don't belong, where you don't really need someone. So that Washington, they can take a little bit off the top. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, until recently, Amazon didn't have anything anywhere. Right. They don't make anything. They don't package anything. Mm -hmm. They don't autograph anything. They can't cook. They don't do anything. But look what they've done. My right. God. And nothing against people, because that's also an opportunity. He took care. He, he recognized an opportunity and seized the hell out of it. Right. <laughs> you know, and now, but now he's not, apparently, now he's not passing this down to the folks who are actually doing the work. And, and back to back to President Trump for a minute, my experience in traveling around the country was that people who were willing to do the work were doing better. They yeah. were making more. They were spending less. There were coal right. trucks or, or uh, railroad cars full of coal going by. Right. Um, so those who aren't afraid of a hard day's work for a full day's pay, we're doing great. Yes. Those who want to work about an hour for a full day's pay, we're pissed off and screw right. them. <laughs> screw them. I, you know, I, I was always taught somewhere in my life, and I think it, theater is hard work. You know, by the time you see the show, it's just, it's a blast and everybody's having fun, but it's hard work. Right. Work that I, I used to say, uh, Find something you're willing to you're willing to do for very little money. Well, mm -hmm. I've I've gone past that. Find something you're willing to spend everything you have yes. to do. Yeah. Right. These yeah, movies no. are not cheap. We're there with you. I mean, yeah, we, absolutely. We walked so God away bless, from God bless your independent spirit. Yeah, we walked away from that. You know, we um, eleven years ago just started traveling and teaching, and uh, for seven years, I don't. Talk about work. People look at what we do and think, oh, well, she just you see Chris Ann on 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 uh, YouTube or on Facebook for an hour a day. You know, what does she do for seven years? We travel around the country. I averaged 260 Constitution classes in over 22 states every single year. We literally wow. spent four days a month at home, you know, and that was before the shutdowns. And so we, I mean, every waking moment, you can, you, you can ask, ask Steve, you know, he, he's traveling with us through this old tour through Missouri. Now right. we, we, we move, it's like being on a concert tour for a musician, right? We, sure. we, we, we have a class until 11. We drive all night. We have a class at nine o'clock in the morning and then we have another class at night and we sleep and we drive on what it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But that's what America's built on, you know, but you wouldn't have it any other way, right? Oh, no. And that's the spirit of America, the hard work that drove us from the East Coast to the West Coast and the the entrepreneurial spirit that has built everything in America that you can't find anywhere else. Right. And that's and what we're not, talking about here. You know, I mean, that's the real America. 
the real America. And you do that, and I do that, not so that one day we won't have to. Right. We do that so that somewhere along the way, someone's someone's life will be touched yes. in such a way that they get in touch with that fire that's in them. We all have that fire. You're right. not you're not totally unique, and I'm not totally unique. We just got in touch in. with that fire. We tapped into it. We tapped right? in. So, so everybody has that, you know, because there are folks out there saying, well, you know, I just don't have any motivation. I don't have anything. Well, I, I, I challenge you to go back and look at your seven-year-old self. And what, what did you dress like for Halloween that year? Right. What did you want to be more than, more than cornflakes when you were seven years old? More than PB&J? <laughs> More than a fluffer nutter sandwich. What did you want to be? What were you sure you were? Chances are that's the little design that God put in you. And if you're not right. doing that and you're miserable and you're part of the thank God it's Friday crowd, I mm -hmm. challenge you to go be that seven-year-old for one afternoon. Right. See if it doesn't change your life. And yeah. see if you don't start taking steps calculated steps don't quit your job take calculated steps right. to get back into that which you should be doing anyway but you because know that's if how you don't, if you wouldn't rather work your ass off right for five dollars than sit on your ass for six then you're doing the wrong thing but that's how you touch other people too because you can't inspire others unless you yourself are full of inspiration and if you're if you're every day hate what you do you're not in that gift place that god has given you you're not fitting in that spot that god has made you and then it makes it all the harder to actually reach people inspire people touch people and yep. so i'm so grateful i you know I, I am so grateful for the time that you're taking with us today. This has been so, so wonderful. I, I'm my gosh, I, it was it's almost over. I know, right? Quick. I know. That it's was crazy. Quick. I have one last question for you, a little Certainly. selfish question. What's it like in your industry being a man of faith? Well, um, you know, people wanted if it's hard, then you're not. Right. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> you know, people want to, uh, like people say, what's it like being a Republican, an actor who's a Republican? That's got to be tough. I bet you don't have, I bet you don't say anything anywhere. Really? You think I'm the kind of guy that shuts yeah. up? No, not you anymore. Buy, you got the one lonely Biden sign in your front yard. Everybody yeah, yeah. needs a place to pee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, walk my dog right there but i'd buy a dog just for that big old male <laughs> dog uh, uh <laughs> i um i enjoy it mm -hmm. you know i i i'm one of those people that thinks uh i'm not a sports guy and i and but but there's a great analogy that if you have the ball and no one is on you right away or if you're not double teamed then you're probably not a very big threat right probably not a very good player, probably not much for your team. Um, and, you know, I would be, we're down here, we make our movies, uh, we do what we want with who we want, how we want, and all that kind of stuff. But I would be, Hollywood isn't even aware. They don't care. Right. Hollywood is so myopic. Hollywood is only aware of itself. They don't even know how badly they hurt themselves during this whole last right. year and a half of nonsense. Uh they, they don't know that 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 uh, there are people out here who work hard, who need to be inspired. Right. And who were and who are now not. They don't understand the value. Like you had said, one of the, the gifts of inspiration is that you can inspire other people. Mm -hmm. You're not an inspired person. You can't inspire other people. Yeah. Um, and there are there are people who were very inspired by Donald Trump, okay? There are people who saw work that they were mm -hmm. doing actually come to something. Right. And, and it, I knew him way back when. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a very inspiring person. 
whether no matter what you think about him or no matter what, I mean, my God, he will make you want to do better. And he did. And now, once you've, how are they going to keep me uh, down on the farm after I've seen Perry, right? After you've lived in an inspired time, after you have been encouraged to try and to go for it, now people are trying to take that back and saying, no, no, you can't. And by the way, if you want to, you are a bad person. Right. Well, that's making inspired people angry. Right. Which is good. Because all of a sudden, wait a minute, you're trying to take my liberty away. You're trying to take my freedom away. You're trying to take my flag away. You're teaching us things that are dangerous mm-hmm. to young people. Right. And I, I know we don't have much time, but here, I am so frightened. Um, I just did, uh, I, I just finished the show called The Haves and Have Nots. We just had our season finale. <clears throat> it was on Tuesday night on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Amazing show, nine years, I think it was, nine years. Um, And what I see in young black culture, let's even take black out of it. Yeah, I think that's legitimate too. Say it again. I think that's very legitimate. I think you take the color out of it because the entire generation is being indoctrinated. They're being indoctrinated into a, a, a lie. Mm-hmm. I think. What is it? What is it? 16? What is it? 16? What? 16? 15? Oh, what the is 1619 it? Project. The 1619 Project. Well, let's not forget that in 1618, people were hit over the head and put on ships who were mm-hmm. black, probably by, by black people. Right. Okay. So let's go a year back. And do they want us to believe that there's a, there was a, uh, a mass exodus of nasty white supremacists that went to Africa and stole children? I don't think so. Well, we can't forget that the American colonies were actually started before the African slaves came, and there were hundreds of thousands of Irishmen, uh, children off the streets of England, poor people that were literally kidnapped there and brought here for labor as well. We call it trafficking today. It's slavery. Trafficking is not trafficking. That's such a, such a, a a obscure word. It's slavery. It's happening. It cleanses it. It cleanses the word too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that whole nonsense and then get into civil war time and get into all that. It's just, People need to open a book that was written before 1900. Learn Thank your you. history there. Um, <laughs> but but what young people are being told, and I sound like the old guy, right? Here, I'm the, I'm the old guy. What young people are being taught by people who know better, which brings us back to who benefits, right? is that not only is it within your right, but it is a rite of passage to defy a police officer when stopped. Yes. That is a recipe for death. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to sugarcoat that. I talked to a, uh, a career, uh, he's just, he retired about five years ago, um, motorcycle cop. And I said, what do you say to the folks who, who say that you're, you're targeting uh, young black, young black folk? Uh, African-Americans, whatever in the world you want to call. And I don't know why. I mean, Africa is not nice to people. So I don't know why you'd want to be from there right now. Uh, But he said, John, he said, what no one, I haven't heard anyone say, and I think as a prosecutor, you'll, you'll go, wow. All I know is someone ran a light. All I know is is some vehicle ran a light. Mm -hmm. I know some vehicle ran a stop sign. I know some vehicles license plate came up. I don't know who's in the car until I'm at the door. Right. That was one of those, oh, wait a minute. Aha. Of course. So if you don't know who's in the car before you get there, Mr. or Mrs. Police Officer, then how can you have targeted them? Right. You know, I mean, I hate to apply logic to the world in which we live right now. But logically speaking, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, So anyway, folks, we are don't let them fool you. We live in the greatest country in the world. However, we must keep it. 
Yes. No one gave us this country in perpetuity. We have been given the gift of living in the United States of America. It is up to us, as I tell people when I sing the national anthem, the national anthem is a question. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave? Right. Over the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's a question. And the answer is up to you, and it's up to me, and it's up to us. The answer yeah. must continue to be yes. We cannot grow complacent, however, because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that you and I, Chris Ann, never ever, and our parents and our grandparents, never ever would have thought could possibly happen. Questions that could have never been asked, that are not only being asked, but that are gaining traction. We can't allow it. Right. Okay. Well, and that what is it? Good, that bad things back. happen when good people do nothing. Exactly, and that's that's the point. We have to be the government. We have to be the ones that bring accountability. And we are, uh, as we are on this show, liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality, because the accountability is the standard that we set as the consent of the people, whether it be the Constitution of the United States or the Constitution mm -hmm. of your state, whether it be the president, whether it be governor, and, and even the officer on the beat. Everyone has to be held accountable to the standard of the rights of the people, to the standard of our consent in government. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John, for joining us today. So this has welcome. been a real pleasure. Give me, uh, just tell everybody how they find you, social media, websites. Tell them again about your, your video Either streaming. Get my app. It's called John Schneider. It's free. Uh, or go to johnschneiderstudios.com or go to cineflixdod.com. You know, this day, you just Google me. I'll show every everywhere will show up. Um but it's been, a, it's been a delight. But hey, remember, police officers, many, 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 I think the overwhelming majority of police officers get into, remember, they're putting themselves in harm's way mm -hmm. for you. The notion that police officers become police officers because they're, they're, they, they started out drowning puppies right. is just <laughs> not true. Yep. Yep. Are there some? Yes. But there are also some prosecutors and some actors and some politicians Absolutely. and some people grooming your dog that are not nice people, too. But don't you throw know, John, the baby out with the bathwater. Next time right. you see a police officer, say, thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am, for your service. Because you know, they are of, truly on the front lines, especially today. Yeah. Just to sort of bounce off that, I actually do travel. Part of the courses that I teach is I have I do continuing education training for deputies, for sheriffs, for officers. Wonderful. And everybody that I teach, you know, we see those people, and they truly want to do what's right for the people. They truly want to be in service. And they don't want the bad apples giving them the bad name either. So I just, just to sort of back you up on that, we're actually teaching them. We're actually talking to them. And yes, there's bad apples, but the majority of them are not. So we're just, again, we're Amen. thankful for everybody. Who, yep. We are thankful to everybody who's in service to America. You are in service to America and we are, we all are, we are grateful. We all are, and we're very fortunate to have the opportunity. Can you imagine being in service to a country that does not value your freedom? Yeah. No, Most of the I, world I, is like that. <laughs> I would not be in service of that kind of country. No, no. So well, if you don't you. like what's happening in America, and you, you, or you don't like freedom, yeah. then, then you are free to go somewhere where you're not free. Right. But don't Absolutely. Bring, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't mess up my place. America. My God, we're helping China celebrate 100 years of oppression. What is that about? You all <laughs> no, take no. care. <laughs> I'm John Schneider, and this has been a ball. <laughs> Thank you so much, John, <laughs> bye, for bye. joining us. Thank bye, you, everybody, who's uh, been with us today. Remember, we will see you next time. Every period in history that involves monumental change has always begun with one person taking a stand. When 
government is tyrannical, the people of God have a duty to not follow and not comply. And I just need to know who is willing to stand. It has to be who you are.